Chicago public schools are back in session today, and there was a lot on kids' minds as they returned to the classroom this morning. I'm hoping for really good teachers and that are very joyful. But I'm also really nervous today because it's my new year for like eighth grade, and it's my first time like being really nervous. Summer was all right. COVID um, definitely getting better. There's just like different viruses going on, so that kind of like that weight is on me as well. I'm kind of nervous because apparently the teachers are strict, but I guess I'll deal with it. That was Liani Rivera, Valeria Hernandez, and Fernanda Hernandez from Pickard Elementary School in Pilsen. Schools are reopening with changing COVID protocols, staffing shortages, and safety concerns. So what can parents expect this school year? Joining us now is WBEZ Education Senior Editor, Kate Grossman. Welcome back, Kate. Good morning. Also with us is Mila Kumpalova, Senior Reporter at Chalk Beach, Chicago. Hey, Mila. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. And we want to hear from you on this. Did you take care of school drop-off this morning at CPS or elsewhere? How did that go And what is on your mind? Give us a call at 866-915-WBEZ. That is 866-915-WBEZ. Kate, let me start with you because I know two of our WBEZ education reporters were out this morning. They were at different schools during drop-off. Where were they and and what was the atmosphere like? Uh, Yeah, so we had uh, Narita Moreno. She's the one who collected that tape. Um, that you just heard. Um, I love the I love the eighth grader who talked about hoping yes. for joy, joyful teachers. Exactly. I thought that was really lovely and sweet. Um, that was her her biggest aim for the year. Um, so she was at Pickard <clears throat> Elementary in Pilsen, and then um, Sarah Carp was at uh, Falconer Elementary, which is in Belmont Cragen on the northwest side. And both of them said, um, you know, kind of the normal mix of a lot of. Um, really cute, adorable kids and kind of, you know, blase middle schoolers who are, you know, not so sure. But um, mm-hmm. I think there was, you know, generally a lot of enthusiasm, um, you know, to get back to school, even if it was an early or shorter summer vacation than than they were used to. In anticipation of this first day at CPS, what were you hearing from parents and students, Mila? Well, I... I think there's a definite shift, and Kate touched on that a little bit already. I know going into last fall, there had been high hopes that it would be a major milestone um, in returning to, if not normal, then a sort of normal. And then a lot of disappointment when that didn't happen last year amid the Delta surge. And it was supposed to be a recovery year, but we saw yet another surge later in the year, Mm -hmm. staffing, shortages, other issues that um, really turned it into less of a recovery year than it was supposed to be. So this fall, very much recovery 2.0, another (laughs) crack at addressing academic and mental health fallout from the pandemic more of a can-do attitude among parents, teachers, um, less about safety concerns than we were seeing last year. Well, one sore spot has been uh, transportation for for students. How was busing this morning, Mila, with with the bus driver shortage? Well, we're we're hearing that the district in some ways is in a better spot than where it was last fall um, when the shortages and the missing routes for students really caught everybody uh, by surprise and um, 
disrupted the start of the school year and then went on for months after that. Um, now we have more of a plan with priority for students with disabilities and homeless students over those who are attending selective enrollment in magnet schools. Um, the district uh, drivers um, got a pay raise, which apparently helped. But we still know that there, the district, is, at least as of last week, was hundreds of drivers short. And not all students who are eligible for a bus ride have it. And then we're hearing from families with kids with disabilities who are saying that um, their students will have to ride on the bus for an hour or longer, oh, wow. um, which obviously is far, far from ideal. Not ideal at all. Yeah. Kate, there's also a staffing shortage. Has the district mm-hmm. made any progress on on hiring? Well, I mean, the district says they have uh, more teachers at this point in the year than they did last year, so that's good. But um, they they do expect to have a higher vacancy rate than they normally do. They're usually around two and a half percent, but they anticipate the vacancy rate to be more like five percent this year, and that's because they've they're adding a bunch of new positions that are called interventionists, which is basically a teacher who doesn't have the responsibility of a classroom. They're meant to pull kids out and, you know, help kids who are struggling or behind or need extra resources to, you know, put them in small groups. And um, so some schools are having trouble finding these teachers. Some schools really need a fourth grade teacher, but they have to hire this interventionist instead. So um, we don't have the numbers. We're hoping to get those um, sometime this week. But but we definitely heard anecdotally, and CBS has, CBS has acknowledged that they certainly have not hired all of these. And um, and we we do know <clears throat> nationally there's a teacher shortage. Um, I don't think Illinois numbers generally have been better than they have been nationally. But but from the reporting we've seen it we've done at WBEZ, what we found is that Illinois schools and C- including CBS. They're pretty good about getting people into the classroom, but underneath it, there's a ton of churn and burnout. Just because you get a body yeah. in the classroom doesn't mean they're going to stick around, which is obviously, you know, problematic. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about how the first day of school is going so far at Chicago Public Schools with WBEZ's Kate Grossman and Chalk Beach Chicago's Mila Kumpulova. We're also taking calls from parents and caregivers. Tell us, how did drop-off go this morning, and how are you feeling now that school is starting up again? Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866-915-WBEZ. Let's jump to the phones. Here's Angel in Woodridge. Hi, Angel. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Um, I kind of, you know, checked my own kind of mental temperature with kids starting, and I find that I'm, I'm very excited for them because I was really stressed out, especially during e-learning about, you know, math and science and making sure, you know, my kids, you know, are where they're supposed to be, maybe in a little bit ahead. But I'm more focusing now on what they're learning, talking to them, talking more in theory with them. And I don't feel as nervous. I think I'm focusing more on what they need mentally mm-hmm. and that I have all the teachers email. So I'm going to communicate to them, you know, when I can. But I feel completely different. I think I'm more focusing on what kind of person they are. Are they happy? Of course, I want them to get good grades, but I feel better now than I did before. Because yeah. I think that refocusing, I've done it for myself, too. That's good. And that energy, Angel, will rub off on them, right? And they'll they'll have a good, successful year. Fingers crossed. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for calling. 
I love that. And and that also speaks to how I feel, too. I think this morning with my drop off, I think it was very relaxed. We were excited. I had one that was nervous because she was starting ninth grade. But the, the vibe was very energetic. And I think it was more so like a long time coming. There was it, more so than fear. Um, Mila, can you just take us through COVID protocols this year, just so we're aware? How do they differ from last school year? Sure. Probably the biggest change from last year is the end of quarantine for the roughly 45% of students in the district who are still vaccinated. Um, the district about to go was planning to test the stay program across the district uh, in which students and staff who are exposed to COVID would take tests so they wouldn't have to stay home after being exposed to the virus at school. Uh, But with CDC guidance uh, that uh, changed and came with uh, looser um, recommendations for schools, um, actually, now students and staff exposed to COVID will not be required to test, just strongly encourage they will have to mask for 10 days after that exposure. Are vaccinations optional, Kate? Uh, yes, they are. Um, there are no school districts, certainly in Illinois. I'm not aware of any around the country, some universities, but not school districts mm-hmm. that require vaccinations. You know, school districts require all kinds of other vaccinations, but but not COVID um, yet. I think that'll come eventually. But um, but the so CPS does track, um, and you know, only about half or so of the kids are fully vaccinated. Um, you know, which is which is uh, not great yeah. in terms of um, yeah, just fifty one percent. Yeah, it it varies dramatically. Um, you know, some schools have eighty plus. Kids vaccinated in some schools. There's, I think, uh, I think it was 80 schools that we've had in our last had in our last reporting that have 20 percent or less kids vaccinated. Um, which you know we're we're facing the most transmissible version of the virus yet, so that that's a problem. Yeah, and and CVS brought a uh, proposal for COVID safety measures to the teachers union. Briefly, tell us the details there, Kate. Well, that so that's what uh, Milo was referring to. Um, it has it's basically most of the things that carried over from last year, you know, masks strongly encouraged. Um, you know, we're gonna still have a testing program or surveillance testing program, which actually a fair number of districts are getting rid of. Um, but CPS is gonna continue with that and that's something that the yeah. teachers union apparently pushed very hard for um, and got the CPS to agree to. Um, and so the teachers teachers as the school district agreed to these things, and um, tomorrow the um, the elected body of the teachers union is going to vote on this and then decide whether to recommend it to their membership, which is quite likely. So, which is really encouraging in the sense of if, if you're looking for a less um, tumultuous school year, mm-hmm. we're, we're likely to have a safety agreement in place um, so that there won't, wouldn't be the same kind of disruption we've had the last couple of years. Mila, how are school officials preparing for monkeypox? Um, I I will start out by saying that um, we, from what we know so far about the disease, which obviously is evolving as we speak, uh, that virus is extremely rare in children, and it's at this point not a huge concern for school districts. Uh, but we do know that the Illinois Department of Public Health has. Um, shared some guidelines with school districts that essentially uh, encourage them to 
have staff keep an eye out for those um, lesions that are um, typical for this disease and, and have a plan to isolate um, employees and kids if they do spot them. In the wake of the uh, shootings in Uvalde and in Highland Park, CPS officials unveiled a new safety plan. What did they announce, Kate? Um, you know, maybe Mila, I was I was actually dropping my daughter off at college last week, so I was not oh, paying great. close attention. So maybe Mila can share what the safety plans were. Mila, are you caught up on that? Yes, I so I um didn't hear in the messaging from district leaders last week about dramatic changes or significant new investments. Uh, For example, they touted a new school safety website. Uh, They said that they have new videos for educators and staff to prepare them to respond to uh, situations. And then uh, there were some new safety training drills um, otherwise, the district will continue on with its safe passage program, um, which helps, which basically staffs um, help guide students to school um, and watch out for them as they're school campuses. And um, the district also mentioned some um, not insignificant investments in uh, school safety technology, but I don't know a lot of the details there, and I'm actually curious to find out more. Yeah. What are you both keeping an eye on, though, as, as the school year progresses? Well, I mean, I think we're, we're all wondering, this is uh, the earliest start date that CPS has had for certainly in all the years I've been covering. Um, so we'll what, what's the attendance rate going to be? Um, and it doesn't matter so much financially, but it really sets an important tone um, for the year. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I'll be watching is this, this notion, like, w- will this really be a recovery year? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Pedro Martinez, you know, came out to say he, he expects this, he's predicting the strongest year ever. Um, you know, that that's, that's a big, that's a big uh, ask. Okay. So, um, you know, <laughs> What'll that look we've like? Got long, <laughs> you've got a long way to go. You know, kids have, are pretty, there's some real struggles, academic struggles. Kids have some, we had some real social losses, you know, from being home and um, a lot of catching up to do and just, and some joy. Like, like the Lanny said in the beginning, you know, can, can kids kind of get back in their groove and teachers get back in their groove and, so really watching to see if we can kind of get back on track and kind of get back to normal mm-hmm. school. That's, Any, that's kind of what, what I'll be watching. Yeah. Anything else on your radar, Mila? Completely second what Kate just said. Um, and also staffing and transportation will definitely continue to be issues that we'll keep a close eye on. Um, enrollment is obviously another big one. We know Chicago Public Schools uh, has lost, as as many other large urban districts did, lost a lot of students during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see whether some of those kids in the early grades where we saw a lot of those losses start coming back as we have a more normal school year this year. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm watching how the district is stepping up its efforts to re-engage high school students 
um, who disengaged and just disconnected from school completely. Yeah. We'll have to have you back to, to talk about that because I'm definitely curious about how it's going to work out for, for the older kids as well. Uh, we've been checking in with Mila Kumpulova, senior reporter at Chalkbeat Chicago, and Kate Grossman, WBEZ education senior editor. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.